Made 
about us every step of the way. Amen. How can we ever repay that? Amen. Key of A, he said I could still go free. You can lock me up in a prison and
freedom. Amen. Go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer at this time. I don't have any new requests since this morning, but let's remember Sister Hyas, she'll be traveling. Brother Jimmy with his unspoken prayer request. The Lord knows the need there. Sister Shone, um, if they get the clearance, they'll be have, she'll be having surgery on Thursday. So let's hold her up in prayer. And we believe that it'll just come out just perfect. There'll be no issues. Amen. Brother Wade, if you don't mind making your way up here, take us to the Lord in prayer this evening. Any unspoken prayer requests? Let's hold up Brother Isaac. In our prayers as well as we'll be ministering again this evening. Amen, amen, amen. You all feel free today? Amen. Ain't that something? That's the kind of God I serve when he said you still can go free. So if you feel like you're bond and you're trapped and you're enslaved, you still can go free this evening. Because his word is forever true. If he said you're free... You, like Brother, Brother Isaac said this morning, go get it. You just got to reach out and get it. It's yours. He didn't say it for just to sit there. He said for you to obtain it. Let's just go to him in prayer. The Heavenly Father, we come before you this evening, Lord God, with great expectations in our heart, O oh Lord God. Knowing, Lord God, you're the one and true God. Knowing everything you say, Lord, will not come back to you void, Lord God. We love you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise and we give you glory this evening, Lord God. Come now, Lord Jesus. Come in a mighty way, O oh Lord Jesus. Touch each and every one of those requests that was called out this evening, Lord God. Sister High going on that trip, on that long trip. God, give us safe voyage, we pray, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus, Brother Jeremy, unspoken requests. Oh, Lord, you know the need right there, Lord Jesus. Go and minister it in your perfect will, Lord God. We believe for it, Lord Jesus. We're all looking for a testimony coming back, Lord Jesus, that all went the way he wanted to go, Lord Jesus, in your name, Lord God. Oh, Father, as Brother Isaac would come tonight, Lord Jesus, come in a mighty way, Lord Jesus. Use him again, Lord Jesus. Speak your words to him, oh, Lord Jesus. May we receive what is said, oh, Lord Jesus, and apply it to our lives. We love you, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory this evening, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' precious name, we ask these many blessings. Amen. And amen. amen. We'll go ahead and have the brothers receive the offering at this time. Amen. Let's do that. One of them. There are people almost everywhere whose hearts are all aflame with the fire that fell at Pentecost, cleansed and made them clean. It is burning now within my heart. Glory to His name. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm so 
singing that you know he didn't claim to be much of a singer but I remember him singing that one all the time when I was a kid amen let's sing this little chorus as we invite brother Isaac out once again I'm always I want to say so thankful for what God's given us here in the ministry so thankful for brother Isaac he's you know he's such a humble brother and I, I, I appreciate I appreciate how he's allowing the Lord to use him amen Lord we cry out your name <clears throat> 
Lord, we cry out your name. El Shaddai, God of grace. Lord, most high, Jesus Christ. And we rely. Corinthians 13. So, uh, as we're reading, I think Brother Brian will be getting us a song. I wish I can sing. <laughs> well, I thank God for Brother Brian. <laughs> yeah, the Bible says this. Um, just read verse 11. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child, I taught as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Hebrews 5, 
verse 11. Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uh, uttered. Sing ye, or do, uh, sing ye or do of hearing. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need of one, um, ye have need that one teach you again, which be uh, the first principles of the, rock, uh, the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk, and not of strong meat. For everyone that use of milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full of age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil.
this is your house and we know that where your house is that's where you dwell oh god now come and dwell we are not just talking about this building oh god but we talk about the souls the heart of each and every one of us oh god come and dwell in us oh father we invite you to speak to us again this evening because it's a, oh God, where two or three are gathered in your name. That's where you are. We invite you this evening, be with us again. And do always what you always do, oh God, for your own glory. Give us strength. Give us what we need, oh God. Because only you know how to mix things and bring out the right results, O oh God. Father, without you I'm nothing. But it takes you to put the right words in the mouth and then mix it the way you want. And it takes you too again to go and be the listeners in everybody to bring it where it belongs, O oh Father. Now take control of everything. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. You may be sitting. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word. We thank our pastor for the trust and uh, for letting us again stand before you this evening. You know, I always tell people if there is a hard time to preach, it's Sunday afternoon. <laughs> So, Sunday afternoon, some of us, when we're sitting back then, we see three people. <laughs> I hope we will all preach together, right? So when you feel tired, just say amen. <laughs> even, even when nothing is said, you just say Amen. <laughs> And then we will know that you were sleepy. <laughs> so um, I wanted to continue with what we were seeing uh, the morning, but for the sake of title, I will change a little bit because uh, uh, there will be a little bit differences in what will be said. So we had to find the title. And that's another hard thing for a preacher to do is to find a title. <laughs> you can find what you say, but when that's, you have a title, I will send it to you. <laughs> and sometimes we cross fingers that Brother Brian has to forget. <laughs> and my title, I took it from uh, Galatians 4, verse 1. <clears throat> Now I say that, I say, that the hair as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. And my title is, I replace servant from a slave. Because the word servant there means a slave. So I said, a slave, though he be Lord of all, of all. And that's my title this evening. A slave though he is the Lord of all. 
A slave is somebody who a person who is owned by another. You see, a person who is forced to work for free. This word slave, a lot of people don't like to hear it. Especially my own people. But you cannot like to talk about it. But you have to know that you, have a, you are a slave of something. You see, uh, black people will say slavery. I don't, I don't agree with slavery. It had to happen. But it's when after they come out of it, it's for you to change the way you view slavery or just remain a slave of your own thoughts. Because what they had to go through was cruel. What they had to, like face was not good. But now after you receive freedom from it, and then you remain a slave of whatever they had to go through, then you are, you know what, mean, what I mean. <laughs> I don't want to say it, but you, you can understand. Read, read between the lines. <laughs> so it's a person who is forced to work, uh, obey, and work for them for free. A person who is so strongly influenced by something that they cannot live without. You see, you are a slave of something. Something that you know that it influences you that you cannot live without it. And sometimes it's your phone. <laughs> Sometimes it's your phone. That's why it's called cell phone. And you are in a cell. <laughs> that you cannot live without it. I understand there is people working and they need their phone. That's okay. But some people as long, as soon as they get to your house, the first thing they ask, what is the Wi-Fi now? A password. And some don't even greet you. Some don't even pay attention to the nearest, nearest exit. Just in case of emergency. But all they care about is where is the uh, Wi-Fi password. So we are all a slave of something. And, um, and they cannot live without it or they cannot make their own decisions. And somebody has to make it for them. Now, Paul says this. When I was a child, I thought as a child. I did things as a child. And imagine a baby. You went to sleep, you were in the house. And you wake up, you were in the mall. How will the baby think? How did I get here? <laughs> Maybe I travel in time. <laughs> so he has no decision. Somebody has to decide for them. Somebody has to say, let me just release it a little bit. I don't want to be a slave of my own time. <laughs> it's good sometimes to laugh. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's the medicine of the heart. <laughs> so, somebody has to decide for them where they want to go, where will be the next vacation. They have no saying. They can think about it, but it's the one that is spending that will decide and say, okay, next time we'll go to this place. Because they see how much they have and how much they have to spend. That's why when I was a child, I did things as a child. I would play with a toy as a child. And imagine now, you come to my house and you find me playing with a toy. <laughs> you find me playing with, for example, like a, a car toy. And I'm sitting there, Adasa is the one pushing me. <laughs> Something is wrong with me. When I was a child, I taught as a child. I did things as a child. And when you see a child, a kid, you will be jumping on a couch. And you will tell them to stop. Because you think it's dangerous. But they don't see the danger. They are doing this as a child. And until they fall, they will never understand why they had to fall. And the next thing, after they stop crying, they go back again. Because they are, they are childish. Uh, Paul says, I did everything as a child. But when I became a full grown man, what was childish disappeared. No more toys. Now I have a big toy. I have a car. No more like, you know, sitting around, playing, driving around with a toy. No. If I need to drive someone, I go in my car, I start it, and then I drive. <laughs> and the Bible says, Galatians 1, it says, as long as the hair is a child, is still a child, is not different from a slave. But notice the next thing he says, though he is the master of all things. Though he is the Lord of all the things that belong to the Father. As long as a Christian is still a child, he is not different from a slave. As long as a Christian He's still acting as a, with the childish spirit in them. He's no different from the people that were enslaved back in those times. People heard that word. But when we apply it spiritually, we have people that are still slaves like those. Whenever you watch a movie about slavery, see yourself in there. I don't care what is the color of your skin. You are still a slave. As long as this person is still a child, is not different from a slave. <laughs> and what is the word Lord? The word Lord is an appellation for a person or deity who has authority. 
control or power over others. Back in those times, in the time where Paul was talking about, it was a Roman time. So if a father had a lot of things and he wanted his son to rule over, the father would take the son and he would take a slave to become his master. And the slave will be telling the son what to do and now what to do. And, and this slave will tell the son what time to go to bed and what time to go wake up. And because remember that the word slave means servant too. You see? So, and this slave will punish the son. And this slave knows that maybe the dad doesn't like the son to do certain things. He will hold it against the son. And when the father gives even a little bit to the son, the slave will tell him, you have to give it to me. Or else I will tell your father. <laughs> and the son will be so afraid. And he will take everything, even his lunch money. Go we'll give it to the, sla the slave. That's why the Bible says, even though he is the Lord of all, as long as he's still the child, in his imagination, in his mind, he's still a child. He's not different from a slave. <laughs> he says, uh, the definition, he said, Acting as a master, chief, or ruler, or something having power. You see, when the Bible said that this child, as long as he's still that way, in that condition, and he's still young, is not different from the slave, though he has power. Though he has authority, but he's still a slave. That's why the servant can do with him whatever they want. The people working for his father, they can do whatever they want. It's a sad story. But our father owns everything. Gold, silver, Everything belongs to him. He owns everything. And even the devil. Lucifer is his servant. And as long as you are a child. Lucifer tells you what to do. Even though you are the Lord of all. Because the Bible says, let us make men in our own image. And when he made men, he gave him dominion on earth. And the brother says, he made men a God on earth. While he was the God of the universe. And what did 
Because we are so childish, now the devil came down and he became our master and we became his slaves. The definition continues. He's a, he's a master or a ruler and art as a superior and he has dominion. To have dominion, it means you don't care about how the people you rule over me feels. I don't mean about one another, no. <laughs> it just means that when now you are Lord, you don't care how demons feel. Because you rule over them. They are your slaves. A slave is someone that don't have any opinion. They don't have any right. But instead of being the master, the slave becomes the master, and the master becomes a slave. And then it's, uh, without taking the feelings into consideration, So, now, when this person, after, even though the, the father loves him, he says, okay, I will set you to become ruler of this thing. According to the Roman customs, the father would put somebody on top. And this person was a servant to the father. And then he would stand out to tell him what to do. What to do and what to do. Now, one time, the father would now watch. And see how the kid will start to act. And if the kid now start to act all grown up, more mature, the father now decides to have a celebration for him. And then that celebration, I, I made some research. He said, the celebration was called Li Feng is Liberalia in Roman customs. So that was just a transition from childish things to being an adult. And when the father will set, will set this thing up, he will not just do it in secret, no. But he will call for everybody, different people. In front of all the servants. And say you guys come. Everybody come. Everybody come. Because his son was leaving the childish states. To go into the adulthood. And then when he gets there. He will give him a coat. He will give him a dress. Like let's put it in today. He will give you a new suit. Because when we say a coat. Maybe we will not understand it. But we give him a new coat, a new dress, a new suit mm -hmm. to show that this person is no more a child. He is now grown. And you servant, even though you were the one ruling over him, your, your, your power is done. Whatever he says is what I say. Whatever he does, he cannot have to answer to you. He has to answer to me. 
<laughs> but how many Christians we have today that are so scared? That don't know what to do. Because the Bible says, even though you are the Lord of it all, even though you are the master of it all, but as long as you are a child. Let me just read one quote. That's why I said I will try to continue. Because this morning, you know, sometimes we just go as the Lord uh, leads. And we trust again in the leadership of God. Brother Brown says this. God provided a way for this day. 64 February 6th evening. He says, And so is a genuine Christian. You don't have to baby them. Because Paul says this. It has been so long that you would have been masters, would have been teachers. And for you to be a teacher, you have to understand the lessons. You have to master whatever lesson you have to go teach to others. But yet, you still want milk. <laughs> you are not talking to this one. You are a Christian, go talk to them. <laughs> you see, you're not like, why are you mad? You are a Christian, and you need somebody to be around you. To try to exhort you to go make your life right. That's what Paul meant there. See, you were supposed to be masters, teachers, but see what you're doing. Now, you are there, you need milk. And when you do wrong, you need somebody to come and tell you, go repent. You were supposed to be masters. But you still need milk. Because Paul says, whoever needs milk is unskillful. If you still want people to tell you, you know somebody can do something wrong. They don't feel anything that they did something wrong. You can come and tell them. They will argue. And they will wait until you show to them what the scripture says about it. And then they say, now I understand, I'll go make it right. You don't understand. No. You are unskillful. You are a baby. And you find those people, they are the one boasting about being Christian. And then he said, you don't have to baby him and pat him and tell him this. That or the other. He's got something in him. A real Christian. He's no more a child. He knows his position. When he goes to church. No matter how hard the preacher is. You don't have to pat them. You know and preach to them and tell them. Or her. You see, God loves you. God, you know, is a good father. God is love. You will go to heaven. You will do this. No. That's not a real Christian. You don't have, you know, like, 
You have a problem. Let me come and visit you. If people don't visit you, you get mad. You say like, those church, that church, they don't love. Because people don't visit you. <laughs> eh? Especially with the blood, blood, uh, uh, blood brothers and uh, secret blood. I've, I don't know if I said it right. <laughs> Ah, huh? secret sister. I'm sorry, sisters. <laughs> you don't get your gift. You get mad. Add ah, my secret blood. Uh, secret uh, bloods. You. <laughs> my blood brothers, secret sister. Uh, they don't love me. So, a real Christian, you don't have to baby them. You don't have to pat them. Let everybody hate you, but you have one goal. You love God, and you're coming here for God. Amen. Not for some gifts. Not, not, not for some gift. Not even for the pastor. Because the, day the pastor will make a mistake. You will leave. Because you came for him. Right. By a real Christian. Doesn't care. He still comes. He still comes. No matter what the condition. He still comes. <laughs> you don't have to pat them. And say you know the cats. As long as you go the way the hair goes down. The cats will even sleep. That's how a lot of Christians are. As long as you say good about them. <laughs> there is love in word of life. There is love. There is love. Because they talk good about you. That's why there is love. But now let's change the direction. And then go up against. See the reaction on the cat. <laughs> Say, I thought it was love. Uh-huh. Is a real Christian, you don't have to baby them. You know, everything has to go the way they want. Everything has to go the way they want. One time, I was translating for a preacher. He was preaching. You know, when we translate, we all stand in front. So I'm translating and the preacher is talking about me. <laughs> I knew that he was talking about me. And he knew that I knew that he was talking about me. <laughs> it was the way I was dressed. <laughs> because I didn't, you know, put my uh, shirt the way you wanted. Now he's talking, talking, talking. He was into much things. Did I stop translating? No. <laughs> that was not about me. Because he was preaching. Even if he was against me. I know why I went to church. I know why I decided to follow Jesus. That's it. Uh, but with a lot of us, it's just a preacher preaching. They say something that is against you a little bit. 
<laughs> and your nose starts beating like this. <laughs> you, um, you, you get all your nerves, like they stand up, and I don't know where they want to go, and now you, you, don't, you don't even see good. Because they spoke about you. As long as a, a Christian is still a child, it's not different from a slave. <laughs> How can God trust you with the power? If you cannot control small things. And Jesus said, you were faithful in small things. Now I will make you master on all these things. <laughs> if you cannot just control the small things God trusted you with, how will you control the power of God? Where the simple things you, you, you get mad, oh, he gets on my nerves. Whenever the pastor stands there, whenever that brother stands there, whenever that visitor stands there, he gets on my nerves. How will you handle the power of God? Because sometimes the power of God gets on your nerves too. That you don't know what to do. Will you go say, God, you are getting on my nerves? He says, is God something in him? The baptism of the Holy Ghost that throws the rest of it off. The reason why the real Christian doesn't need somebody to speak good about him. I know that we all love when people speak good about us. I love it. If you don't love it, that's fine. I love it. <laughs> but I don't need for everybody to talk good about me. Jesus said, that's how they did. The hypocrites, the Pharisees. And he told them, who unto you? If everybody talks good about you. <laughs> And Brother Brown says, if the devil is not against you or coming against you, then you are going the same direction he is going. You guys are on a one-way street and going the same way to hell. He said, you don't have to beg him around. <laughs> oh, you know, the Lord loves you. We don't see you at church. What's wrong? You know that we want you. You know, Billy Graham one time, he was yelling at the ministers and telling them, you lazy ministers, you don't go visit the people. You don't go do this. After I get them to Christ, you don't go visit them. And Brother Ram was sitting, and then he said, I start to think of one soul that Paul won for Christ. Because Paul will go, yeah. preach, yeah. and get one soul, right. and leave the soul, go somewhere else. Right. Who will go visit him? 
Hmm? If people don't come visit you, there is no love in that church. Uh, sometimes I ask myself if people understand the meaning of love. Because love is not just when we talk about you. But there is also correction in love. <laughs> when you do wrong, we come against you with correction. And you will still say, they don't love me. No, we love you with the love of Christ. <laughs> he says, you don't have to beg him around. Because he is a genuine plant of God. You don't have to tell him, you see, if you come to church every day, I will buy you candies. I will do this for you. No. There is people, like, for them to go to church, it's only if that church offers something. You see, when there is free food, when there is free this, when there is free that, and that's when they can go to church. If there is none of it, they will never go to church. Or they will wait until it's Christmas. Because they know that that's the time of giving. And then they will go to church. And then they will say, let me go see. And maybe they will give it to me now. Because God wants you to be grown. And then God has a mission in wanting you to be grown. Because he will never just leave you at that level. No. He has a mission. Because he wants you to reach a level where he can trust you. He wants you to get to a level where he can adopt you. But now, if you are a child, how can he adopt you? Because if he adopts you, it will be just somebody getting mad at you. A road rage or whatever. And you will curse them. And then it will happen. Because he has adopted you. He has given you the authority. Whatever you say, it will come to pass. Now imagine he trusts you with that power. And then just for a simple misunderstanding. And then you curse the person. And then it happens. One time, the disciple came to Jesus. Something was happening. Then he said, Lord. Allow us to call for fire to burn them. Jesus didn't even trust them. Because they were still babies. They didn't understand how God operates. They didn't understand how God does things. As long as you are still a child, you will remain the way you are. And the devil will play around with you. He will throw everything to you. He will play with your mind. He will play with your, your half. He will play with everything you have. Because you are still a child. And then he can do whatever he wants. But when now you are grown. That ever have to think twice. Before he can come to you. <laughs> Brother Branham says this. What was the Holy Ghost given for? 59, 12, 17. Brethren says, 
He deals with the church as an individual. Each individual in the church. And now it's got to a time and it's not a secret. Because after you are now grown, God it doesn't leave it to become a secret. For people that claim to be there already. The reason why the devil attacks you, because it's no more a secret. You say that you are there. And the devil now comes to see if you are there. That's why it's very dangerous to make yourself something you are not. <laughs> very dangerous. I'm not a good, I, I don't know how to shoot guns. I will never say I'm good. Because if they send you to Afghanistan, what will you do? And that's how a lot of Christians do. They claim to be something they are not. And that's why they are in trouble. Because the devil knows who you are. The devil knows exactly what you are made of. If you are a fake, he knows that you are a fake. You can claim, go as high as you want. And say, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. But the devil knew that Jesus was the, the Messiah. He knew who was Paul. And he told them, but you, who are you? And then he says, it's not a secret. We all see it. When a man proves, and God loves him, so God has proven you, and he has found that you have passed all the tests. You got somebody to step on your toes and see how you react. He gets somebody, especially your boss, <laughs> to make you feel a certain way and see how you react. <laughs> and that it will give you a situation to see. Now, when you are proved. And then God has tested you in every way he could. And see, oh, if there is no more like an anger spirit in you, if there is no more, you know, holding of uh, grudges. <laughs> I was reading something, and then that quote saying, grudge, is like somebody drinking poison and expecting for somebody else to die. <laughs> and that's grudge. And God, God now is seeing if in you there is any root of bitterness. They did this to me. They did that to me. They did this to me. They did that to me. They did this to me. <laughs> <laughs> and after he has tested you 
When you correct somebody, let's say somebody was wrong, you apply the word. They don't follow it. I don't have to hate them. I just consider you as a pagan. Because I don't hate you. No. Because the word says, go to your brother. And when he doesn't come back, go look for a witness. If they don't follow back, talk to the assembly. And if they don't still come back, it's for you a publican, a pagan. No fellowship. It's not because I hate him, no. There is a difference in holding grudges and being bitter. And there is a difference when you first project love. And all you do is under love. That's why a lot of people get confused. <laughs> when love is projected and the person doesn't follow it, and then you make them become a pagan, it's not even you, it's the word that says to them, consider them this way. And Paul told them, I heard that among you, there is someone who is living with his father's wife. To me, if I was there, this is what I would do. But do this. Put him in Satan's hand. For the destruction of his body. So that the soul may be saved. It was not out of bitterness. No. But, but you find people feel sorry more than God. They say, ah, we should have done it this way. We should have done it this way. God himself saw Judas. The Bible said he loved everybody. He loved him. And that's why he made him to become a treasure of the church. Where the money is, that's where Judas was. But still, he couldn't change him. The love of God. He loved the young rich ruler. But still, he didn't change him. Now, if he was in our own way of love as humans, we would have blamed him. This man went with you everywhere. Because the same question that Peter asked, we have left homes, we have left lands, we have left families. Judas did the same. And he followed him. He did the same. The love of God is different from the way we see it. It's not the way we think about it. It's not the way we, think, we see it. But God, he still loves somebody, but they will still go in hell. And then he says, And God loves him. After he has proven you. And now God loves you. And then, he takes him out. Uh, where am I? He takes him out somewhere to himself. After God has proven you, he found you that you are worthy. He has put you in all the trials. And he has seen that you are an overcomer. And Brother Bram says to overcome is to beat down. 
The thing that ruled you, now you rule it. The master that was watching over you, now you watch it. And you, he was setting boundaries for you. Now you are the one to set boundaries for him. That is what, what is to overcome. So after you have overcome, and then now, God has trusted you. God loves you now. He takes you out somewhere. In space somewhere. Because <laughs> a lot of people, they talk about God, but God has never taken them some out somewhere. And then when God takes you out somewhere, now it's you and God alone. It's no more anybody else. No. It's no more a church matter. No. That's why a real Christian doesn't need to be baby. Because God has taken him out. And then he put him somewhere. To himself, God. <laughs> it's no more a family matter. No. It's you and God now alone. God has seen that I have left you around people. And I saw how you were behaving. When everything came to you, everybody was against you. I saw how you were behaving. And then, now he takes you out. He starts now to show you things. <laughs> I love that moment. <laughs> God starts now to show you things. <laughs> now he's showing to you what the servant couldn't show you. <laughs> now, now he's talking to you one on one, face to face. He's no more a Zoom call, no. <laughs> now he's talking to you face to face. And now God is emptying himself. <laughs> Every knowledge he had, now he's putting in you. Because he knows that you are becoming him. And him is becoming you. So that wherever you go, is God going. Now he takes you there, now he's emptying himself in you. He says, Himself, there in the front of angels, he does something for this son, for him. <laughs> I love this. This is no more emotions. Brother Branham says, a true Christian is like an eagle. This scripture, sometimes they stop only on the prophets. But when you go down, he talks about a Christian. He says, he's like an eagle. He goes higher than, than the clapping of the hands. He goes higher than the emotions. He goes higher than the just jumping. He's now there in the presence of the most high God. In front of the angels. Now God is doing something special for him. And then... He lifts him up there in the presence of God. 
and gifts him and fills him and set him out. And Brother Ron says, that's the age that we are living in. <laughs> How are we living under our privilege? Because he just said clearly, it's no more our decent age. No. It's the age where God takes us out. And then he places us there. And then he empties himself in us. And then he fills us. And he gifts us. He becomes the life in us. And now, before the angels, because when God is adopting you, when God is placing you there, everybody is watching. Even the devil is watching. Even demons are watching. Everybody is watching. <laughs> and the brother Ram talks about Jesus. He said, uh, I think it's Matthew 18. He said, after he went to the Mount of Transfiguration, and then they saw Moses and Elijah. And after they disappeared, Peter and the rest came. Peter, John, and James came to see. They saw Jesus only. No more other people. No more other influence. No more any other things. No. But there was just him alone. And that's when the voice came. And, and said, this is my beloved son. You have to hear him. And then he said, that's what God does to you. He blesses you. And you are just alone. And now God tells the angels. God tells Satan. God tells all the demons. God tells all humans. God tells nature. That this is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter. You have to hear him. There's no more a guessing game. He said, you have to hear him. That's the third point. <laughs> that's, that's it. It's when the voice from a believer he calls the voice of God. No more Malachi for Brother Branham. No. By you. Brother Branham says this. He says, Adoptions part two. He says, Oh, well, I believe we ought to call him out somewhere to a little special place and have an adoption. Now when the father in the Old Testament understood that his son was come of age and had been seasoned out unto adoption, he said unto, they are born a child. But when they are a son, when they are a son then, but they, then they will never be no more than just a child. You are a son of God. Even all those people out there, they are children of God. You will just remain a son of God. Just remain the way you are. 
And then he continues, he says this. Just an, an ordinary son. Until they mature. As long as you are still fussing. As long as you are still cursing. As long as you are still looking the worldly thing. You will still be a son. Just a simple son. Even though you are the master of it all. You will still be a son. And a simple son. Even lower. Than the other son in the world. Because them they can create cards. They can make plain. They are rich. By you. To God you don't have anything. Even in the bank. You know. Both way, loser. <laughs> so, you are still a son, just a simple son. But that's not the goal of the father. The goal of the father is for the son to mature and understand that first thing and all those things is childish. Yeah. And you find that among pastors too. They go on the pulpit. They go on YouTube, yelling at each other, calling each other's name. Fighting against one another. That's childish. You will still remain a simple Christian. No wonder people are leaving the message. Because we just remain a simple message believers. But that was not the goal of the father. The goal of the father was for you to receive the material. And make yourself ready. And mature. But instead, we took it and became a knowledge. And all we do is argument, argument. I am right, I am right. Let's say that you are right, then what? I may be wrong, but if God is with me, I have something that you don't have. Because you, like you take the word, you cross it with another word, and then you make something, and you feel so important that you are somebody. You are nobody. Because if you want God to use you more, you have to be humble. The more you humble yourself, the more God uses you. And then he says, Uh, but then there will never be no more than a, just a child just an ordinary son until they mature and show what they are <laughs> until you show who you truly are God will put you in all those tests for you to show what is your true color brother Branham says to know a nature of somebody is when they are under stress. <laughs> because when you are good, you can laugh, be good. It's when you are under pressure. That's when you know what is in you. Until they show what they are. Then he calls him out then. <laughs> now here we are, church. Are you ready? Now it's a little bit late. 
I know my time is almost done too. I don't know what time I have to finish. But I know I, I'm just guessing my time is almost done. So give me just, you know. Because <laughs> I don't even know how many minutes I have to ask. <laughs> now, it's a little bit late. Everybody bite your finger. If you are sleep, uh, sleeping, bite your finger. Stand up and jump. Say amen. <laughs> and pinch your soul. And pluck your heart. Just for a minute. Now we are going to, to, the, uh, to place the church. Now when the church gets to that place, he says, he takes the example of uh, Israel. He said, Manasseh, you belong over here. Ephraim, you are over there. And then, he takes him out to a certain place. The father does. And he says, he sets him upon a high place like this. And God, when he calls this person out, he puts him in a high place. In a certain place. <laughs> and then, he has a ceremony. And they all come around. Lucifer comes around. Everybody comes around. Everybody. You know maybe here the, the party, wedding parties, is for just, you know, people that comes with invitation. It's not so in where I am from. <laughs> Even if you don't have an invitation, you see people gathering in a, in a place. I will go to see. And then I will be also on a table and eat as if I was invited. <laughs> and that's what the devil did. He had to come. All his people came to see what was happening. And as he says, he said, I want everybody to know that this is my child. And that's what God does to you. After you have passed all the tests, now God is proud of you. And then he said, I want everybody to know, you Lucifer, you have fled him for so long. He's no more a child. Now he takes his position as a master, as the Lord of it all. <laughs> and then he says, and then he said, I want everybody to know that this is my child. And I told my son, I want anyone to know from henceforth that his name <laughs> becomes my name. <laughs> I want everybody to know that before he was called so and so. But this time, he's no, he's no more known by that name. Uh, his name is now my name. Whatever he says in my name. No matter who is holding it. If he comes and presents yourself, himself in my name, you have to give it to him. Even if you owe you anything. <laughs> there was a time that we were all in bondage of sin. And then the devil was holding us. We were slaves. And I was following this uh, melody. I'm no longer slave to sins, but I'm a child of God. By uh, Zach Williams. He went to prison. And this idea 
That's where I got it from. Imagine these people are in jail. And you come sing to them that I am no longer a slave. It means I'm no longer in a prison. But I'm a child of God. <laughs> what a contrast. And, and we were in jail one time. We were in sin with no hope of salvation. But you know the devil thought that we only have somebody to come bail us out. They can bail you out. The record will still be there. You have to go to a judge. <laughs> he thought that we will contract with a bail bond. So that they will come and just bail us out. I was, I was reading about Bellborn. They said when you go, you just agree that I'm paying this to come back on a certain day to appear before the judge. And when you are under the bail bond, whatever agreement, uh, you, there is things that you cannot do. Like traveling out of side of the country. Some places you cannot even go out of your state. There is things that you cannot do. They will say, you cannot go to the, that place. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. The devil was waiting for us to have an agreement with a bell bone. But this is what happened. And, and the father himself provided a price. He didn't just bail us out. He paid the full price. He paid the full price for sickness. He paid a full price for salvation. He paid a full price for healing. He paid for a full price for everything that you can name. That's why Brother Branham says, every redemptive blessing is for you. He paid the price. And not only did he pay a full price, but he destroyed the record. You've never done it but as long as you are a child, you will still live by the, the, the guilt of your past sin. Even though he has paid the full price. Even though you are not under a bell bond agreement. But he has paid it. It's up to you. The same way we said this morning. It's up to you. He has done it. It's up to you to use it. It's up to you to go get it. It's up to you. He has paid the full price. And then the devil, after he paid the full price, the devil thought there was some record about it. But now what the Lord wants you to do is no more to be a child. To be mature, to understand that he, he has paid the, the full price. You are no more a slave. You are no more a child. You are no more a servant. But you are the master. And Brother Branham says, in faith is our victory that the sin that once ruled you, now you rule it. Because he has paid the full price. And after he has paid the full price, if you want to continue to be a child, you will still be a sinner. Not because the master made a mistake, no. But it's your own problem. It's your own fault. It's your own uh, thing. Even though he has paid the price. And then he says, he says, address him up, a special dress on him. And I want you to know that his name is just as good
on any check as my name is. So after he takes him, he places him in, on a high place. Because now he's doing the ceremony and everybody's watching. The devil is watching. He cannot even talk. Because when God talks, everybody shuts up. Yeah. <laughs> I love this guy. When God talks, there is nobody that can stand. The Bible says, when a lion roared. <laughs> I think it's Amos 3. When they sound the trumpet, there is things, when it's done, the, you, you just stay quiet to see what is happening, what is going on. And that's what was happening with the devil. And all the demons, you can name it, whatever you call it, whatever you want to name it. He was there watching, and that's the were watching. And then he says, he is my child. I adopt him into my family. Although he has been my son since he was born. But when he was born, he never said these things. When you came to Christ, he never said this thing to you. Because you have to go through temptation. You have to go through certain condition. And once you get to there, now he tells everybody. Since he received the Holy Ghost, he's been my son. Even when you receive the Holy Ghost, you are just a son. A simple son. <laughs> People thought, thought that when you receive the whole, it's done. The Holy Spirit is just a small seed. When you receive it, it's very small. But you have to let it grow. To get to maturity in you. <laughs> Even after receiving the Holy Ghost, it was, it was, he's been my son. But now, I'm going to place him positionally in authority. I love this place. What he fires is fired. I don't know if you get it. Let, let, let me say it again. What this son, after I have placed him in authority, like positionally in authority, if he fires somebody, he is fired. If, if he hires somebody, he is hired. Whatever he says, it has to be done the way he says it. It's no more a child, it's a grown-up. Whatever he stands for, that's what I stand for. Brother Branham prayed for the creation of squirrels. I don't remember the numbers. I think he said three or two. I think three. And then... He came with it, his shoulder is here. But this other brother had as if Brother Bram said there was one more. You can go follow his on, on tapes. And then Brother Branham, now when the brother was praying, because Brother Branham says I didn't find the other one. I sh that's what he had. I showed him, but I didn't find it. And the brother was praying, saying, Lord, let Brother Branham go find that squirrel. Because if he doesn't find it, he'll become a liar. And Brother Branham, knowing what he's saying, right. say, God, for his sake, do it. <laughs> God had to create because Brother Branham was adopted. 
They went. Just as he prayed, that's how they found it. Because he was adopted in the family of God. And you can say you are a Christian. He said, what is hired? What he hires is hired. And then Brother Rome uses, and very, very I say unto you, if you say to this tree, if you say to this mountain, be moved and don't doubt in your heart, but believe that you've, uh, what you've said will come to pass. You can have what you say. See, there you are. So, after God adopts you, you can say, let's say that you want to go somewhere. And there is, Brother Terrence, there was, a, I don't know, a hurricane that was coming. He told us on Wednesday. There was a hurricane coming. The president was there to see what, what the hurricane caused. But he went and prayed and said, Lord, I want this to go to this level, to level one. Yeah. And it came to pass. Yeah. And I believe that if he would have said, that Lord, I wanted to go around, he would have obeyed. Because when God adopts you in the family, whatever he says, you say it will come to pass. Because God adopts you. He knows that whatever you say, that's what he will do. And the devil knows that. And he has to obey. Because he knows that you are no more a child. But you are full. You are grown. And then whatever you say, the devil follows. He has to obey. <laughs> Before I used to obey to him. But now he is the one that has to obey to me. And then when I pray over something. I pray over a sickness. I pray over a situation. I tell him he has to obey. There was a time that I was afraid of certain spirit. There was a time that when that spirit may be, like, let's say that as who comes from the other side of the world, we have people that will cast, uh, uh, cast curse on you, spells and everything on you, and you'll be afraid of them. There was a time that we were afraid of them. But after he adopted me, no more afraid. But don't go try if you don't have it. Because those people don't joke. Don't go try if you don't know what you're talking about. Because when God picks you, he blesses you. And then you are there. You are watching things come to pass. And that's what creates faith in you. Because you have seen God doing it when you were with him alone. Now you cast your spell. I don't care. It will go back on you. You say whatever you want to do. I don't care. That's none of my business. The same you wish on me will go back on you. 
And then the devil comes with whatever. That's why we, when, when we pray sometimes, we say, you, so and so, we commend you. We don't say Jesus commands you, no. But say, we commend you in Jesus' name because now his name is ours. And he has to obey. I've seen it so many times. Let's say a rain or anything. When it comes, I don't just go stop rain because the pleasure of rain stopping. No. You can be in a situation like last time. I was in a situation. My car breaks down. My windows are, are down. And then suddenly it starts raining. I don't have anywhere else to go on the highway. Something needs to be done. If my car, the windows were up and everything, I don't see the reason why you just go rain. Stop. No. Uh -uh. This is not magic. No. But when you are in trouble and you need something to be done, I just, I was on the phone with my brother. I told him it's raining, but I don't want it to rain. I told him, rain. You are a creature from God. I'm a creature from God. I didn't want to disturb you. But see what I'm going through. Don't come here. That was it. You never came. Because when God places you positionally, you are no more a child, but you are mature. Because an adult is the one that knows exactly what they are doing. You find an adult playing like a kid, something is wrong with them. If you find an adult jumping in a dangerous place, something is wrong with them. Yeah. I've seen people going, climbing, tall building with no security code, uh, code, whatever you call them. No matter how many people can tell they are good and this, something is wrong with their brain. Yeah. Yeah. I hate height. Yeah. And then he is there, he goes till the end, he looks down and he thinks he's good. And when you fall from there, now you want us to pray for you. We will not pray for you. Pray for yourself. Because people are easy to say, our prayers goes. Which prayer? He was an adult. He knew what he was doing, that he was wrong. Because a child is somebody who cannot differentiate between good and bad. But when you become mature in the word of God, you don't need milk anymore. Now you need meat. And, and when you, hear, you are eating meat now, now you can stand and say, for example, you, I don't want you there. Go here. You, I don't want you there. Go there. And you obey. Because you know who you are positionally. You will not want to go take another person's position. Brother Isaac wants to take uh, Brother Daniel's position. Oh, brother, then you want to become brother Isaac. Oh, brother, I, brother Isaac want to become a song leader. That even myself, I will refuse. <laughs> huh? you, because positionally, God took you and told you who you are. And you know exactly what you're doing. Because you are mature. You are an adult. And when you speak, you don't speak like a child anymore. Paul said, when I was a child, I thought as a child. I think as a child. 
But when I became a man, whatever was childish went away. May God bless you. I'm sorry for the time. child, as long he's still a child, he's still a kid, he remains no longer slave to, uh, to fear or sin. He's no different from a slave, but until this person knows who they are, because when they are slave to sin, when they are slave to all those things, they are masters, but they just don't know. But until they mature, now they know that, oh, this belongs to us. This is for us. This is for my father. This is for me. But as long as this person doesn't know that, he will just be a slave. He will just be a servant. That they will come and tell, do this and then he will do. They will just come, a simple spirit will just come, go and do this. Adultery, for example, you go and then you do it. Because you are still a child. Even though you think that I'm a grown-up, I can take my own decision. No, you are a slave. Even though that you can say that I am a grown-up, I can go wherever I want to go, you are a slave. Because spiritually speaking, you are just still a child. That's why you are a slave. But when you come out of that state of being a slave and then you become mature and God empties himself in you and now you know what you have to say. You know where you have to go. You know. Because there is no other demon that will come and tell you go there and you obey them. No. They have to obey you not you obeying them. I am a child of God I'm no longer a slave to fear Oh, I am a child of God You unravel me with a melody Surround me with the song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am.
I don't know if he really understood the lyrics. Because when you say that you are a child of God, you are of the same nature as God. You are no more human. You move from your humanity to being a deity. And when you are a child of God, his power is yours. The same way the ability of humanity is in me. The same way when you become a child of God. His ability to control is in you. Sometimes I, I, I ask myself, even when we sing this song, if we really, we really understand it. Words like from my mother's womb, you have chosen me. And your love became there surrounding me. Because he knew that I would need him more than anything. And he made me to become like him. So that I can speak like him. I don't know if this evening we really want to be like that. So that as we are going, we don't want nothing else but to be like God. To be children of God. To speak like him. To control like him. To speak word like him. And stand by what we see. Or we want to go back to be again slaves. And say, God help me. But that's not what God has done for you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We love you because you were the first to love us. And you made a way for us when there was no other way, oh God. Now, Father, when your word comes out, it's not just for the sake of coming out, oh God. It's because there is a need or you want to do something or else you will never allow it to come out. Father, we want you to take us out and adopt us in your own family. So that we can speak like you. We can do things like you. So that we can put away every other weight of things that beseech us easily. So that we can always learn on how to trust you. Father, your word came out. May you now take it and place it where it's needed for your glory. So that we will have more people that can stand in the face of problems. Know that they are no more child. They are no more kids. But they are mature. And they are masters of all of it. They control everything, oh God. 
But you know that sometimes the language can be Barry Ogan. But I trust that you, the Holy Ghost, you will take it and explain it to us the way you meant it, O God, for your own glory. Because as soon as you can allow us to understand it, O God, we will not have any confusion or jealousy among us. We will know exactly where we belong and we will never fight to go take somebody else's position. We thank you for everything. Bless the rest of our week. Bless the wedding that is coming. And bless the service on Sunday. Bless our pastors as he will be traveling back very soon. May you protect him and the family and everybody who went there with them, oh God. Bring him back to us with a new refill, a new anointing. Not that it's new, but you just make it. Bring it to a higher level so that we can grow in you, oh God. Father, we trust in you. Together with all the saints, we take all the prayers. We go high to the throne of mercy and we place it there. May you grant all the requests. May you grant all the prayers made. In Jesus' name, we have prayed with faith. Amen. God bless you. It's been a good day, hasn't it? Amen. Pray the Lord will strengthen Brother Isaac and give him some rest this evening. And tomorrow being a holiday, maybe he'll be able to get some extra rest tomorrow. Um, I'm going to try too, so hopefully he can get some rest tomorrow. Amen. Um, after service, if we could have some, some brothers help. I know it feels like we've been asking for a lot of help lately, but we are one body. And uh, so we need some help moving some tables and chairs to the storage rooms. And then I believe we have to get this very, very heavy pulpit moved. Um, not sure where yet, so if we can get some strong backs, a little stronger than mine, in here to help move this, uh, we'd appreciate it. We'll get everything disconnected out from under here. Um, but if we can get that done, that'll help for those who are going to be decorating. I don't know if they're going to start decorating tomorrow or what, but help them get a jump start on that. Amen. Certainly enjoy the services today. I'm looking forward to the wedding on Saturday. Amen. Remember, no service uh, Wednesday. I got my days right this time, so no service Wednesday. Um, but just be in prayer for each other. We certainly need each other. Um, so many things going on in the world hold each other up, the kids in school especially. That the Lord will keep his hand of protection upon all the kids. Amen. Amen. Let's sing this. We haven't sung this in quite a while. Kiev, F, I believe, the old gospel ship. <clears throat> I'm going to take a trip in that good old gospel ship. I'm going far beyond the sky. 